not only could I see where it was when I was a kid and where it was currently, but I could see what it could be. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey there, listener. Welcome to this very exciting and I'm getting nervous energy, but like excited energy. Welcome to this big episode of Small Minded. I feel like this is the first in a series of big episodes and announcements that now you're just going to be sitting on the edge of your seat about for the next couple of months as we roll out some new things here at Small Minded and Molly Knuth Media. But this big news is like happening in real time. So I'm going to keep you in suspense for a little bit, but I'm just glad you're here. So I'm going to start off today's story with a journey back in time. We're going to go back to my beginnings as a business owner at Molly Knuth Media. Now, if you've been here for a while, you probably already know this story, but just bear with me for a little bit. I promise it'll be good. So back in 20, let's really go back, back in 2013, I was teaching and I had achieved the dream job that I went to college with my goals set on. So it was at our local high school. It was teaching um, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade English language arts. I was teaching speech class. I was helping with the local newspaper and the student section. And I just, I really loved it. Did not love grading papers. I was terrible at that. But I really loved interacting with the kids and I loved the content that we were teaching. You guys have heard me go on and on about reading and its importance and how much I loved that and how I loved seeing the kids light up about it. But we were also growing our family at the same time. So in late 2013, I was the mom of a two and a half year old and uh, let's see, November would have made her eight months old. So I was the mom of a two and a half year old and an eight month old. The year before, I had ended the school year using six weeks of my leave, and some of it was paid, some of it was unpaid because I just hadn't racked up enough time yet. And I went back to school for the last three weeks of the school year with my baby was only six weeks old, and I sent her to daycare because I was like, I just couldn't, I could not not go back to school. There was kind of like uh, a lot of the other teachers went back after six weeks. So I went back after six weeks and again, I didn't have all my leave racked up yet. So she went back to daycare and I still look back at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I put her in daycare as a six week old? Like that is, that brings us to a whole other problematic story about uh, motherhood in the United States, but that's for a different day. Um, But anyway, so here we are in November. I had enjoyed the summer with my little kids. I had started the school year. We were starting off my second year in this position again, my dream position. Oh, and then early December, come to find out, we are expecting baby number three in August. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, this was not planned. Um, it was such a blessing, and we love our little girl 
Corinne who was the result of that. But I was at that moment, you know, it had been hard. I loved what I was doing, but it was really hard to find that work-life balance. And I had always kind of wanted to pursue being a stay-at-home mom and being really present with the kids. And so my husband and I had the conversation, like weighing it out. Like, is this the time that you become the stay-at-home mom? Like, what does it look like to pay for daycare for three little kids and on a teacher's salary and a farmer's salary? So we made the decision um, that I would be a stay-at-home mom. And at the same time, we outgrew our house that we were in. And so we were building a house. You know, honestly, when I look back at 2014, it is a blur. It is just a blur. But it was a good thing because fast forward a little bit. Here we are in 2016. We're having our fourth baby. We we wanted to have a big family, you guys. Um, Maybe not as close as they were, but regardless. Um, So here we were in 2016, and I was kind of looking for something to do beyond being a stay-at-home mom. I loved being mom to my little kiddos, but there was something that just didn't fit for me like waking up each day and not pursuing like goals for myself. And some people love the corporate lifestyle. Some people love being self-employed. Some people love entrepreneurship. Some people love being stay-at-home parents. For me, I loved all of it to different varying degrees. But in that season in early 2016, I knew that I needed something a little different than just being mom to my kids. And I didn't know what that was. So I was beginning to pursue goals of like, um, I was in a workout program that like helped with that consistency and goal setting for a while. But then I also wanted to like later in the year, I was like, I really want to start like making money for the family. Because as you can imagine, being a stay at home mom for a few years, like we were like at a point where, okay, yeah, Molly could probably be making some money. So my dad and my cousin had started a business in town. And they needed some administrative help. And so it looked like doing some office work. I was also substitute teaching here and there. But with this administrative position, it was pretty flexible. I helped like plan events. And part of that was like also with their marketing, like very like entry level marketing. But one of the things that I suggested to them beyond just like the traditional like newspaper ads, getting into like local magazines as advertisers was setting up Facebook business page. And at that time, it was a relatively new concept. Like I still didn't even grasp what was happening when I would post on Facebook business pages, but what was happening was working. And my approach was just, okay, let's share what you guys are working on. And so they were a construction kind of industry business. And so we would go take pictures of like the variety of colors or textures of their product. We would take pictures and document like a building process. We would um, show like before and after results. We would make sure to share out who was working at the company. And I didn't know this at the time, but that was like a winning strategy. And I was really just kind of approaching it like this is the stuff I like to know about businesses and that's what I'm going to throw out there on your Facebook page. So it was working. And in late 2016, our youngest was born. And by that point, I was helping my dad and cousin's business and another business. And at the end of 2016, a third business owner contacted me and he was like, hey, I hear you help people with Facebook business pages. Would you want to help me? And I was like, "Uh, absolutely. And I remember that conversation. I was standing in my kitchen 
um, the night before, somehow I broke the speaker on my phone. So I I could barely hear what he was saying. And I was like, what? What do you need? And he was like, I was wondering if you'd help me with Facebook business pages. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys. I was like, Ryan, like I might, I might have another client. And unofficially, I didn't even have like a business. So I had three clients as we started 2017 and a couple other family connections that had businesses were also looking for help with website and Facebook business pages because they had seen what was happening for these other businesses that I was helping. And at this point, I still wasn't like anything and like official. And I went to a workshop held in a nearby community and it was put on like with the title of Facebook for your business. And that day, attending that conference, as I was still a young mom, I hauled my pump there with me. Instead of lunch, I had to go like sit and pump. But it really changed the trajectory of my life. And because I remember like learning about like the back end of Facebook, the importance of graphics, how to put a post together. But in the midst of it, I remember raising my hand and I was like, so you're telling me people will continue to seek me out and they will pay me to just post on Facebook for them? Because I knew it was working for the businesses that I was helping, but I still wasn't convinced that this was something that was more than just an accident, right? I was like, I know how to use Facebook because I was an early adopter of Facebook because it just kind of was the evolution. Like as I was going to college, Facebook was released. And so I just kind of learned the personal side of it and I applied that to the business side. And I did not realize that was anything special. I thought everybody knew that. And at that workshop, the person at the front of the room, she was like, yes, people need this help. And then it went from there. And I remember that within a month, one of the businesses that I worked with, I had the opportunity to take a bigger position with them. And they were like, you could, like, you could be a salesperson. You could do more admin. And I I don't like looking back, I was like, this wasn't really that big of a choice to make. But I remember in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a huge decision. Like, do I take this job or do I continue whatever this is that I'm doing? And ultimately, I decided to begin my business, which I named Molly Knuth Media. And in like, even though it started back in 2016, our official like social media launch as a business was in March of 2017. But over the years, our business was in demand. Um, I had a wait list for many of those years. My Molly Knuth Media, like we grew from just being done for you social media marketing to offering workshops and educational programming. And then fast forward to 2020, we offered podcast services. And then in 2021, we added graphic design services, copywriting services, and we've just continued to grow from there. And You're going to laugh at this, but this was all in the plan. (laughs) Like I sat down in 2017 in November. So by then, Molly Knuth Media had been in like official business capacity for approximately six-ish months. And I began a program so I could learn a little bit more about like what I was doing that worked. And I needed to know like why was this working? And so I tapped into a program. And part of that program was to write a five-year and a 10-year plan for our business. And my head works best like when I can get messy on a piece of paper and like draw things and doodle and like connect dots. 
And so what I did was created a like thought bubble paper and I have it sitting in front of me. I'll share this on social media so you guys can see it and in our blog. But I put down the master 10-year plan of Molly Knuth Media, created originally in November 2017. But my 10-year plan was to build a one-stop shop agency for all small business startup and advising needs. Underneath that, I have, I want to have a brick-and-mortar location in a refurbished building in my hometown. I want to have office staff and office-based positions while employing local moms who want to produce content slash VA part-time from home or office. My dream is to offer in-house childcare, a flexible setting, a fitness room, and a boutique coffee shop. My ultimate goal is to become part of the Economic Development Board and launch historic building revitalization initiatives and small business creation incentives in my town and host an entrepreneur workshop or summit. So that was a bulleted list. And then off to the side, I really had like thought bubbled this out. So it's almost like a hub and a spoke model. So in the middle is a circle that says small business advising agency with Molly Knuth as the CEO. Now, spindling out from that central circle are three things. We had uh, what was called the essentials sector, which would have connections to service providers in real estate, law, HR, insurance, accounting. I had a second like spoke out that went to what we call or what I called unofficially the digital marketing sector. And that would have a video production expert, an IT expert, a web designer, digital marketing, social media funnel building, copywriting. And then I had a third circle that spoke out from that, and I called that the starting sector. And this was where we would have a startup business coach and a branding expert on staff to guide new business owners through the best practices. And my approach for this was that like in all the businesses that I had helped, again, this is when Molly Knuth Media was about six months old, all of the business owners that I had helped up to that point, including myself, We had to go track down people in all of these different areas, and some of them were local. Some of them were far away. Some of them we don't even know how to connect with this. But I was like, there's got to be an easier way for business owners in small towns that are starting out or ready to grow to access these professionals and get advice as they grow. And that's kind of what this plan on a page was. Now, today, here we are in 2022. So we are a little bit over five, about five years-ish from when I made this. So much of this has happened, (laughs) you guys. Um, So as I was rattling off that list, you could probably like mentally check off, oh yeah, um, Molly already has a copywriter on staff. Molly already has a graphic designer on staff. Um, Molly Knuth Media does do those things. But there's definitely some things that we hadn't done yet, right? School is in session, my friend. Business school, that is. At Molly Knuth Media, we offer our brand new business school mastermind for the small town female entrepreneur and small business owner who is in years two through seven of her business. You know, she's started her business, she's established herself, but now she wants to grow. She wants to bring on team members. She wants to figure out her pricing. She wants to set boundaries around her time that she's available. She wants to know better marketing practices. She wants to connect with other women at this similar stage of business. And she's just ready to find that circle who can elevate her, her business, her brand, and create something that lasts. So what you get in this Mastermind Membership is a monthly guest professor on a focused topic. And it's not just me, you guys. It's going to be my friends and trusted professionals 
who are experts in their field and can help you get your goals. We also offer two monthly office hours calls, which is like a fancy way of saying a question and answer session with a service provider who is also one of my friends. They'll take your questions and they'll give advice in a specific business or personal topic because we want to approach this from like a holistic standpoint of running a business. We'll also have a monthly hot seat session so that our members can sit down together, discuss something that's on their mind. We can tackle challenges. We can brainstorm ideas. But we're going to come together so that we can see one another's faces and we can really build relationships with the students in this mastermind. You'll also get access to our MKM video training library so you can find the trainings that you need the most and access to our business service provider directory. If you're interested in something like this for your business, please reach out. You can DM me at Molly Knuth Media on Instagram or shoot me an email at hello at mollyknuthmedia.com with the subject line MKM Business School. We will get you all the details about how to join, when to join, and if this is the right fit for you. But reach out if this sounds like something that is just resonating with where you're at in this season of business. And I'd love to walk by your side, introduce you to my besties, and help you get to that next level. MKM Business School Mastermind is where it's at. Okay, here's where the big news comes in. So um, in, I can't remember if it was March or April of this year, I was pulling up to work for the day at our local co-working space. It's downtown in a historic building. And it's just like I had a membership so that I could work out of there when it worked for me. Other days I would work out of my home office. But when I was pulling up that day to park my car, I pulled in front of a different Main Street building. Um, And it used to be years and years ago a bank. Like it was the Cascade State Bank for a number of years. And then it was Security State Bank in the late, like the last half of the 1900s. And my mom worked there for a really long time. So I still have like memories as a kid of being in that bank and what it looked like. And um, then over the years as the bank moved like to a different location and constructed their own standalone building, the building had like a flower shop and it had a grocery store. So when I pulled up, there was a for sale sign in the window, you guys. And I was like, shut up. For the last few years, I mean, I, I started out, I don't know if this is a small town thing or a me thing, but like for a while now, I've wanted a building. My husband has wanted to get a building for me too. I think part of it to get my office out of the house. So there have been a couple times where we've like walked through other buildings in our downtown, but for some reason or another, it just didn't pan out. Like I remember there was one building that we actually put an offer in on and it was rejected. And then the same building came up for sale again. And it was like, I pursued a lot of different avenues, but the finances just weren't going to work out. And And we just have kind of kept our eyes open. We've been in conversation. I've done some reach outs to people with the old like, you know, if you ever decide to sell, I'd be interested. Um, But nothing had panned out. So when I came to this date in earlier 2022, pulling up in front of that building and just seeing the for sale sign there, I was like, whoa, okay. So I called my husband. (laughs) I said, Ryan, there's a building for sale in downtown Cascade. And he goes, oh, really? Which one? So then I told him which one. And he's like, oh, what's the price on it? I was like, I haven't even looked yet because <laughs> he was my first call. So he's like, okay, go look at the website. So I looked at the website and it was within our price range. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I called him back. I was like, Ryan, this is like 
below because we when we were on the phone we both kind of ballparked like what do we think it would be and so it was both like below what we both thought it would be and we were like oh man this might be an opportunity so he's like okay molly call the realtor he wants me to like take the lead on some of these financial things that i'm really been resistant about and he's like okay call the realtor and get some more scoop and so i called the realtor because on the website there was only one picture with the listing and I was like, I wonder what can, like, I hadn't been in it in a while. I was like, I wonder what the condition is. I wonder what the layout's like right now. And so I called the realtor and he's like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm coming over later this morning. I need to take some more pictures to add to the listing that's online. And I said, you know what? I am working at the building next door today. Let me know when you're over here. I'd love to walk through it. So he did. He came and got me uh, when he got to town and we walked through the building. And I was like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is really cool. And like, not only could I see where it was when I was a kid and where it was currently, but I could see what it could be. And I know that's not unique to me. I know there's a lot of you listening who have buildings like this in your communities and you're like, what could be? But that's what I could see with this one. And so I didn't, I tried to like suppress my emotions because we had gone through this process a couple of times and things hadn't panned out. But after I walked out, after walking through it, I called my husband again and I was like, oh my gosh, it's awesome. And it's not like you guys, it's not like awesome, awesome because it has not been updated since probably the 70s or the 80s, but the bones were good. So I I called the realtor back and I was like, my husband would like to walk through it with me. Um, Can we make that happen? So the next day, my husband and I walked through it together. And um, then the day after that, so I saw the building was for sale on a Tuesday. So we might have gone through it together on a Thursday, actually. So maybe it was a couple days. That Friday, we had talked to the realtor again, and he was like, you know, I've had a couple other calls on this, but there was still like word was getting out because when I had actually come upon the sign for sale, like that listing was so new, you guys, that like nobody else had seen it yet. And then on by Friday, a couple other people had called him. And so Ryan and I were like, okay, we need to like, if we're going to do this, we need to decide. So like we made the calls that we needed to, to like our bank. We had talked to obviously one another. We talked to the realtor and we were like, okay, we're going to do this. And so we called the realtor, said we wanted to put in an offer. And he's like, all right, I will draw papers to submit a formal offer. So then Saturday morning, he came over. I signed the formal offer. He took it to the current owners. And by early that Saturday afternoon, it was accepted. So you guys, within a span of four days, Five days. I went from like, you know, like having a building is still something I would love to do someday to, oh my gosh, there's a building for sale to, oh my gosh, I'm the unofficial owner of an actual freaking building in like, oh my God, like what is happening? And through the whole process, like nothing felt pushed or resisted. And I don't know if you guys like are woo, you guys know that I am a little bit, but when we've gone through this process with other properties, there was always something that just didn't sit right where it was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, are we going to be able to do this? Oh, I wish it was this way instead of that. But with this building, it just felt easy and it just, nothing was hard. Nothing was resistant. I can't even explain it. Like nothing about it felt scary. It all felt right. And I'm beginning to see more and more as I go about like this second stage of business ownership that the vibe and the energy around decision making and those gut checks that you might like 
you might sweep under the rug in early stages of business because you're like, nope, we're going to go, go, go. But I've become more and more aware of those gut checks and learned that those are the real deal. So I thought there was so much value to pointing that there was like, it was a sign that this was meant to happen because there was little resistance and it all just kind of fell in my lap, which is so crazy. But here we are. And so the building offer was accepted. And so then for about two months, we had about 60-day window that we were like, all right, there was a lot of things that needed to get moved out for the current owners. We needed to like draw up paperwork, get the abstract, get like our financing in line and official um, and all those good things go through our attorney. But as of June 1st, 2022, I am and my husband official owners of the building at 234 First Avenue West in Cascade, Iowa. (laughs) My God, you guys. So where do we go from here? Um, So the plan is that the future of this building will be the home of Molly Knuth Media. And those dreams that I had of offering a flexible workspace for women um, who were looking for that like home away from home, if you will, is going to happen. So um, we're in the process of cleaning out and putting some plans together for the renovation of this building. And there is an upper level that we will convert into apartments. So there's a lot to do, but I plan to bring you along the journey with me. And every so often here on the podcast and a lot regularly over on social media at Molly Knuth Media and at Small Minded Podcast, I will be documenting the process as well. So you can see pictures and videos as we go through this journey. Because I know that when I thought about purchasing a building, like obviously I wanted to see our downtown thriving. I wanted to see these historic buildings not just continue to deteriorate. I wanted to see them really get restored and honored and preserved. And I have all these images in my head of what that looks like from the outside. But I was really hung up on what was what was that missing piece of purchasing property what was that like? What was behind the curtain of making all this happen that I didn't know yet? And to me, that was scary. And I know that there's probably a lot of you listening who may have similar dreams like me, where you have buildings in mind or you want to pursue something like this. And maybe you feel like there is a curtain that needs to be pulled back about how this can happen. And so as we go forward in this process, ourselves, I really do want to be open with you guys and show you how this can happen because really the first steps of it that I was like, oh my gosh, getting the bank on board and like getting insurance lined up and all this stuff. Like in my head, I was like, this is going to be daunting, but really it, I had it built up in my head a lot more than it was. So I'm hoping the same thing happens throughout the process of the restoration and renovation, but I, I know that there's going to be something that comes up, but I do plan to bring you along for that ride. So yay, um, pop the champagne and get excited. I, I'm so like, it's still not real. And I've been really resistant to even talk about it until everything was lined up and official because I just like felt like, oh my gosh, can it really be this easy? Can this really happen? And now I'm just like, Oh my gosh, let's go. And I hope you guys are along for this journey as well. So 
Thank you all for listening. This is a little shorter than our usual episodes, but I felt like it was just so exciting. So thank you guys for being here. Um, We do have an episode coming up later in the month that is a mailbag episode, which we haven't done in a while. But if you have any questions that you want to submit for that mailbag episode, I will be sure to answer them. Um, I think it's the episode planned for June 28th. So you can head over to at Small Minded Podcast or at Molly Knuth Media. Shoot me a DM with anything you're wondering. And it can be building related. It can be this transition from like the first stage of business to the second phase. It can be about social media, whatever you got in mind. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts and yeah, be ready for the journey. I'll talk to you guys all soon in next week's episode. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived being small-minded.